0: Welcome to Gunpla Snobs.
1: A Gunpla! A what again? Gunpla! Gunpla! Gunpla. A Gunpla. A plastic model from the anime Mobile Suit Gundam.
0: A plastic model. Hello and welcome to Gunpla Snobs, a podcast with opinions about plastic models. And today we have with us Gunpla Mark.
1: Hey, it's good to be here. And I'm curious if this makes me an honorary Gunpla snob just for today. Absolutely. Let's kick it off by... Talking about what, uh, what you're working on. <laughs> so, I'm always working on more than one thing at a time. Uh, the big project that I'm working on right now is the high grade Penelope. Um, and actually, I have the set with the Cassie and the, all the f- missile effects as well. Uh, but right now, just the Penelope and uh, so much plastic in that thing, right? But I'm trying to one section at a time scribe it and add some detail and then paint it up. So, If you've looked on my Twitter or other places where I post photos, you've probably seen some sections of that in progress.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that looks awesome. I uh, know you said it was the the chicken Gundam.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my son calls it that. Um, And actually, the chicken head is something that I'm still, I'm kind of looking at it because I don't like it. And I have some ideas to make it look a little bit more I don't know, edgy, sharp, add some things to it. Um, so I haven't started on that yet. And that'll probably be the last section of it that I work on. Um, I'm letting ideas percolate around in my head while I work on the rest of it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I've not looked into building one of those myself, but I feel like it's going to be a massive undertaking.
1: It is, yeah. And I, I thought, hey, I'll just snap it together. And then you know, I got the bug. I wanted to detail it after I saw how it looked. Um, but it's going to be a big project. It's, it's a lot of plastic. It's one of those, it's a high grade, right? But it's almost bigger than most master grades.
0: For sure. Like I know they have those, uh, was it like the, the, the dual sets so you can get both of them? Cause I know it's like, going to be like an Epic piece. So might as well get the, uh, Cassie to go with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I have that. It's still in the box. I haven't gotten those runners out or anything yet. So maybe after the Penelope's done, I'll take a break and do something else for a while and then come back to that one.
0: Yeah, and uh, for me, I just wrapped up a kit bash, the two Astros uh, together, <laughs> making a bigger astroth. And right now, I'm doing uh, photo shoots, uh, actually, to go on to Gunpla Gallery.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I saw I saw the photos, a few of them that you've shared so far. He looks really beefy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was worried that it was going to be like the just generic two blue arms, and I like I know that a lot of people do that. Like that, like they take two just to like get it to like look symmetrical. So I wanted to make sure that I can go a little bit beyond that. I gave it like uh, master grade scaled hands. <laughs> so hopefully, hoping to have that post up uh, sometime soon. I got to figure out uh, my photo setup because it's just like a pure primer gray color. And like, it, I, I want to have like a good, like solid background for it,
1: you know? Right. You almost want maybe for primer gray you just want like a really flat black. Yeah. Like a super matte black background if you can manage it.
0: Yeah, like that's I actually thought about like top coating my black backdrop because it still has like a bit of gloss to it, even on like the more matte side, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have the same problem. I've noticed on my on the photo box that I bought, the the black backdrop, well all of them have a little bit of shine to them. I At one point, I tried to get, like, black felt fabric and stretch it over that backdrop to try to make it a little bit more matte, and that didn't work either. So I'm still looking for a really good uh, solution for a super matte black backdrop.
0: Yeah, same here. A lot of them seem to be more for, you know, human scale. Um, Okay, so I guess some things to cover real quick this past week. There was a, uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, there was an announcement on P-Bandai they're releasing a Master Grade Astrea Type-F and the Avalanche unit.
1: Yeah, I did see that. It looks really actually pretty interesting. The weapon loadout especially seems really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know it's a big uh, fan favorite. They have released like a 1-100 and a high-grade build of it previously, so it'll be nice to see this in a Master Grade quality treatment
1: yeah i guess maybe the only concern i have is it, i'm assuming i don't know i haven't read details about it but i'm assuming it's still built on the same original exia inner frame and if that's the case i've heard some bad stories about like ankle joints and some other things with that oh
0: okay yeah i've not really read too much into it either or about the masquerade exia but i imagine they would probably reuse some of the tooling
1: yeah it probably is've been, I've been secretly hoping for a long time for a 2.0 XEA that uses the you know the new interframe they have for the Dynamis and the Curios. Um, but I don't think we've had any announcements about that yet.
0: Yeah So it'll be neat to see what else just kind of trickles out. It's interesting like whenever like they'll drop these without like any warning. I know that we had the whole uh, fall release um, a lineup go out a couple weeks ago, uh, when they announced the new, uh, some new re one, not re 100, the 1100 seed kits that were new for the lineup. And then the real grade God Gundam, which I'm personally excited for.
1: yeah That was a big surprise, right? Um, it's hard to tell or to guess what real grades they're going to release. It seems like it's been all over the place, but yeah, yeah. God Gundam is not one that I would have guessed.
0: It was my money was on something else, (laughs) like literally and literally anything else. And then it was just like I refreshed the page and I just saw God Gundam and was like, oh, you're kidding. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good. All all of the real grades, you know, for the past like six, nine months, every single one that they've released has been really, really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. So uh you are Gumpla Mark, a.k.a. Mark, a.k.a. the creator of Gumpla Gallery. I am. I'm a huge fan of the platform, uh, as I definitely post most of my builds on there when I take photos. Before we start talking about the app itself, I guess, what is your background in Gumpla and model kits in general?
1: Uh, yeah, okay. So I have kind of a two part story with a long break in the middle. Um, I, I actually built, I think my very first gunpla kits, um, and other plastic model kits as well. Um, back when I was in elementary school, junior high age, uh, my family lived in South Korea. And so near the neighborhood where we lived down on the main street, there was a little shopping area and there was a hobby shop in there. Um, I remember it being really big, but that's, Probably not true, right? <laughs> when you when you, lis- when you think back to things uh, from when you were younger, they always seem bigger than they were, really were. Um, but there was a hobby shop down there, and I remember I used to save up my money, and my friends and I would go in there on our walk home from school a lot of times. And I would, whenever I had enough money, I would buy myself a kit. Um, so those were probably about half of them were aircraft models, and the other half were either Gunpla or some other mecha type of a kit. Um, this was, you know, a pretty long time ago, right? So it was, these were some of the early, early Gunplay kits. Um, but they were still, they were, they were, they were cool. I enjoyed building them. Um, they've definitely come a long way in current times as compared to what they were back then. Yeah. So I had, I had a whole display area in my, in my bedroom. My parents got me a little display case and I had a huge, uh, collection of kits that I had built that were on display there. Um, you know, and that was like, like I said, when I was like a junior high schooler. That's I
0: said. That's that's awesome to hear. That like you you basically had like that, that kind of like that that experience that a lot of us have like a wish to have. You know.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, right. And you don't realize when you're a kid that it's as cool probably as it was, right? So I think back right. on it now and I'm like, hey, that was that was a really amazing experience to get to have. Yeah. Um, at the time, you're just you know doing what you do, right?
0: Right. Yeah. It's like stand. It's it's common. You know, it's commonplace. You're like, oh yeah, of course. Why wouldn't there be? You know hobby shops on my walk home
1: right yeah so i and i think i, I was thinking earlier um because i i knew you were going to ask about this i was trying to remember what those kits were i remember the gun kits were i think i generally just uh snap built them i don't think i did any painting or anything on those i know the aircraft models i would i would hand paint with a brush uh, because you know most of the time those are molded just in a single color um, but even back then the gunpla kits were molded in multiple colors and they look pretty good if you just snapped them up, uh, without any other modifications. And so I th- I'm pretty sure that that's all I did with those kits was just build them up. Uh, and so then, uh, when I was a high schooler, my family moved back to the U S and not very much of that collection came back with me. Um, I'm, I've been trying to remember what happened to all of it. I think some of the, some of the builds I gave away to friends before I left Korea, um, I'm pretty sure, sadly, that some of them went in the trash. Um, and then a few things were packed up, you know, cause shipping stuff halfway around the world and hoping that it didn't break was yeah, kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah. It's expensive too.
1: <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so we ended up back in the States and I had a, I think I brought a couple of the pieces of, of my collection with me, but that was it. Um, and I didn't really ever find a model shop that I, that was near where we lived, um, where I could get anything that I was interested in. And so I kind of just, you know, stopped building. Um, And so there's a gap of what, probably almost like 20 years um, where I didn't build anything at all.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, um, I imagine it had to be like a bit of a, I'm not sure if you were like expecting there to be like, you know, pick something up locally and like continue on or.
1: Yeah, I think I was, I was kind of hoping that I'd find something like that, but I, you know, never, like I said, never really did. I looked around where we lived and I, I didn't really find anything, you know, any shops that had stuff and you couldn't really order stuff online back then either. Right. And so, right. You know, that kind of, that, that plays into when I got back into it, uh, which was I guess about seven or eight years ago now, my family was at Disney world in Florida. Um, and you know, in Epcot, they have the little areas that are themed after different countries. So We were in the gift shop in the Japan area of Epcot, and I'm pretty sure that it was it like started raining real hard, and so we ducked in there to get out of the rain. And we were trying to kill time, so we spent like a lot more time in there than we normally would looking around in a Disney gift shop. Um, And back in the back part of the store, I found one shelf that had some gunpla kits on it, and uh, I picked up one of them and I was looking at it, and I was explaining to my wife that you know I used to build these things when I was you know, a kid growing up overseas. And, um, she said, well, you should get one and, you know, build it and see if you still enjoy it. Um, so, so I guess everything that's happened since then is probably her fault. Right. Um, so I did, I, I ended up getting an SD wing Gundam because it was like the cheapest thing they had there. And like, this is a gift shop right inside of Disney inside of Epcot. So everything is super overpriced. I didn't know at the yeah. time cause I had, I had nothing to compare it to. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure I paid like $15 or $18 or something like that for the SD Wing Gundam. Yeah, it sounds like Disney
0: uh, prices. Yeah, it was
1: crazy. And so, but I got it, I brought it home, um, put it together, and, uh, you know, I was immediately kind of rehooked. I, I remembered how much I enjoyed building. Um, so, you know, I pretty much got right back into it. And the big difference, right, between being a junior high school kid scrounging up whatever money you can, you know, manage from your allowance or whatever to go buy a kit. And being an adult with a you know decent job and disposable income, right? Um, and the internet so that you can order things is, you know, a pretty big difference. So I my jumping back into Gunpla was much accelerated compared to how it had been uh that first time for sure.
0: So I think you might be a anime protagonist, Mark. Um given it sounded like it was almost like fate where it's like, Oh no, it's raining. We got to duck into this one shop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was the one thing I was looking for. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it must've been maybe like six months or so after that, you know, that first building that um that Gunpla kit again, I already had, like, I had ordered, you know, several different kits. I decided that master grades are my favorite to build for sure. Um, and I think I already had the beginnings of the airbrush setup that I have out in my garage for painting and stuff as well. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fairly quick, my dive back in, um, you know, and and getting all the supplies and other things that I, that I need, that I use now, um, in all the work that I do.
0: That's, uh, it's awesome to hear. Um, kind of had, I mean, for me, mine was not as, uh, in depth at my childhood, Uh, I had a similar experience though, where it was like, I got into it as a kid and then fell out of it for the better part of like a decade or, or more. And then like about like the same time, whenever, like I could start finding things like, I think I like randomly found them in like a a local shop and then some online stores that no longer exist, uh, I had found through Reddit and like got the itch. I like your story much better.
1: Well, thanks. I, yeah, you know, I, I just lived the story. I didn't, I didn't write it. So, <laughs> right. I, I,
0: don't, I don't know. Cause like it, it almost sounds like the intro of like one of those, like, like build fighters anime where it's like something happened forcing you to, you know, go into the shop there. You found your gunpla. So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah,
1: that, that SD one, by the way, I still have it. It's in my display case over here in my build area. Um, it looks it looks pretty bad. Um, I, I kind of messed up the panel lining. I did some panel lining with a marker on it um, much later after I figured out that was a thing you could do. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to top coat it and the top coat caused the panel lining to run because it was a enamel top coat and I didn't know what I was doing. So, but I've kept it oh. because, you know, it's, it's a special one, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you built Gunpla Gallery. What were like some motivations around creating Gunpla Gallery in the first place?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually kind of had the concept bouncing around in my head for probably a couple of years before I finally built it. Um, it was one of those things that was like, maybe I could do this or you know, I wish that something like this existed, but um, I either didn't have time or didn't have the motivation to you know, go do it myself. But I think the main thing behind it was that as I started to get back into the hobby and especially like customizing my builds. I started collecting all of these and there aren't a lot of them, right. But you can find some magazines and other things that have been translated into English, like books, literature, coffee table books, anything that has photos of somebody's work. um, And then some text where they're describing like, you know, here's the process I used or here's the challenge that I had and how I solved it. um, Or here was the motivation behind my build. Um so all of those kind of books I have this whole collection of them on my bookshelf and um I enjoy reading those kind of things for inspiration for my own builds um and so the idea was what if such a thing there was something online that would allow people to share that kind of level of information about their builds um beyond just you know a picture or even a small gallery of of photos um, because I looked around online and there's lots of good gunplay communities out there, right? There's, there's the good subreddit. There's a bunch of different Facebook groups, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, but all of those platforms seem like, you know, the best thing you can do is kind of just share a small gallery of photos and that's about it. Um, so I wanted to try to see if I could encourage, you know, people to share some kind of longer form posts about their builds where they would talk about, you know, here's what I was trying to accomplish, or here's, you know, what I like about this build, or what I found challenging, that sort of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you mean like you've been reading like Hobby Japan or other like uh, hobby magazines. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And so, really, you know, that kind of in my head, that's what Gunpla Gallery was meant to be. It was kind of an online magazine that allows people to publish their own, like, you know, little short, couple page type layout with photos and information about a build that they had worked on. Um, And I wanted to make it as easy as possible to, you know, publish something that has, you know, some pretty good, you know, has a nice layout. It looks kind of professionally done, but you didn't have to put a lot of work into it um, to try to encourage, you know, people to be able to, to share that kind of information. So, and then whenever I post, and I know I also on our social media channels for Gunpla Gallery, I try to, Um, highlight other people who post things that are in that format where there's like a longer you know explanation type of thing just because you can use gunplay gallery however you want you can just post a single photo if that's if that's all you want to do but um you know i want to try to encourage kind of that longer form discussion about a build
0: the one thing that really gravitated uh, me towards it was this is something that uh as a english speaker who does not uh, have fluency in Japanese. Uh, it was a great to have a platform. I was able to actually like make use of, cause I know that there's like modelers gallery and, uh, gunsta, which are primarily Japanese centric communities, but like having something for a more Western audience, I think was, uh, I mean, you had a lot of real estate to grow into.
1: Yeah. And that was, that was one of the things from the beginning too, was to sort of focus on that English speaking audience for sure, because I knew those other things existed. Um, you know, and I, I think Gunplay Gallery looks nicer than those, um, but that's my, that's my personal biased opinion. Right. Um, but, but I don't want to compete with those things. And the other, the other thing, you know, as far as co- competition goes, it was never my intention and still is not to try to compete with or, take the place of any of those other online communities that were already, you know, that we just mentioned, right. There's, there's Reddit, there's Facebook groups. There's lots of places where people who have, you know, who are part of this hobby already are connected. And I didn't want to like try to replace those. So that's one reason why, for example, lots of people have asked me, why does Gunpla Gallery not have comments? Like why why can't I comment on somebody's build and have like a discussion? Maybe someday we'll add that. Um, But, you know, one of the reasons behind that from the beginning was that, I felt like if you, if you created this post where you're talking about your build, you could then go and share the link to that post on So you can share a link to your Gunplay Gallery build on, you know, Reddit or on Facebook or on Twitter and people can reply there. Right. So you can have a discussion with them there on those existing platforms um, if you wanted to, you know, do a back and forth type comment discussion kind of thing. Um, and I felt like that would handle that need, and and there wasn't a need for me to reinvent it or you know try to have it on the site itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. Like, it does a really good job of just focusing on that presentation aspect, and like let, you know, let the user pick whatever platform they want to use in the first place. I I always feel that like when you have a commenting system on like a smaller you know community site it's it's either gonna like thrive or die because you know if people are active on it you know then they'll comment but like in in this scenario like you know they take their gunplay gallery post and they put it where they know that they have people who are going to want going to talk about it
1: yeah yeah and that's the concept behind it i'm not sure yeah one thing i think i could do better on the site is making it obvious that that's a thing that the site is designed to let you do, right? I don't think right. a lot of people have I won't say that. I don't that there are some people I don't think that have figured out that hey, I could take this, you know, post and then share the link to it on other places. Um and that's kind of a core concept behind the thing from the beginning. So, um that's something that I could definitely work on trying to make sure that people understand.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's it's it's in a great spot right now like from a feature set and we're able to do with it but yeah like it always has there's always room for improvement and refinement uh for sure cool so rolling off of that what what has the experience been like you know running Gunplay Gallery
1: uh it's it's been really good actually you know so I said you know the idea behind it was to allow people to create these posts that are kind of like what you would see in a magazine or something like that and so the cool thing about it is that I get to every day go look at the site to see what <laughs> new things people have posted right um because part of what i do is I, I actually do moderate all the posts right just to make sure we have a great community and i think i've only ever had to take one post down in the oh. entire what it's been like a year and three quarters at this point that has was been it out.
0: was it just like was it rude or was it like just completely off base for no
1: it had it was a plot related post it had some text in it that i thought wasn't that great. Um, and so what I'll do in that case, you know, cause you go on um, when you, when you publish something on Gunplay Gallery, you have the whole little editor experience that you go through and then you hit the publish button um, at the end. So you can preview what it's going to look like. And then you, when you, once you hit publish, that's when it becomes active for the rest of the world to see. Um, so what I'll do in that case, um, if I see something that, you know, I think is objectionable or that I have, you know, a question about, I will go and unpublish that post, right, so it's still there. I haven't right. deleted it or anything, um but other people won't see it, and then I'll message that user um and I'll say, "Hey, you know, I saw your post, and you know I have this question about it, or you know what did you really mean to say this, or would you change the wording or whatever um and then once they've changed it, they can republish it. um I think in this particular case, the one I'm thinking about, they never did respond and didn't ever republish it so it might have been just somebody you know screwing around or whatever um but yeah in the in the entire time that's that's been the only one that i've had to do anything you know manually to remove from the site Um but the cool thing like i said is that i get to go and look at these every day because i i, I do that moderation and also just because i'm interested in seeing what's what happens on the site right so i have this routine where you know once a day usually about the same time of day i i go on the site and i look to see what's new um you know i read through people's posts um and yeah it's it's you know it's been almost two years at this point and i'm still i enjoy that part of every day right because i get to see what is new there what people have shared um usually before a lot of other people see it right so So it's so it's
0: it's like your own curated like gunpla feed uh (laughs) almost
1: yeah (laughs) Yes. yes um except early on right people didn't know about it um, right
0: yeah and like so
1: I... and i actually i wanted to ask you because i don't remember how i know you posted your first build sometime in the summer of 2020 so you released the site in the spring of 2020 yeah. and at that time what i what i was doing is every day almost every day i would go through the various social media sites reddit twitter you know some a couple of different facebook groups that i was part of and i would look for interesting builds and if i saw one i would like private message that person and tell them hey you know gunplay gallery is a new thing that exists it'd be cool if you would check it out i don't remember if i did that to you or (laughs) if you found the site some other way
0: uh yeah no you you definitely had uh dm'd me um i kind of wish i had found it organically though I don't know if like I would have been looking for something like that either. Yeah.
1: And it was hard, right? Because it it felt a little creepy to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But like, Um, I mean, like that's the same time.
1: Yeah. I wanted to let people know that it was out there. Right. And I didn't have a better idea. I didn't have like a large platform that I knew about that I could, you know, advertise the site on where I knew people would see it or anything like that. So um, yeah, so That, that was the, that was the sort of grassroots marketing thing that I did early on. Um, and I've, I've stopped doing that at this point. Um, although every once in a while, if I see a build that I think is just super really, really, really good. Um, and I know that it's a builder that hasn't posted on Gunpla gallery before. Sometimes I'll reach out, um, and just let them know about the site. But, um, in general, I've stopped doing that. And I feel better about not being the creepy guy who's, you know, contacting people out of the blue and telling them, Hey, go check out this website.
0: No, it's, it's cool. I mean, like you definitely have to, uh, put in some reps, like, especially for, like a new platform to get people to like, be aware of it. I mean, it's either that or ads, but like, I feel like that's like, I feel like the, the DMing approach while it does feel creepy, like you're kind of, you're like, Hey, I like your work. Please check out, you know, my work.
1: You know, yeah. That that, that's why I liked it. You know, And I, I always tried those DMs. I tried to make them like, it wasn't a copy paste thing. They, a lot of them followed a similar format cause I kind of got used to it, but I always tried to mention something about their particular build that I had seen in there. So it seemed like it was, you know, personalized. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I think people at least respected that, you know, Hey, you know, here's somebody reaching out specifically to ask me about, you know, this build that I had done and letting me know about something, knew that I could go look at. So yeah, yeah it wasn't, it, it still felt a little creepy though, because I'm not a super outgoing kind of person. Right. So <laughs> it just felt yeah. weird contacting people out of the blue that way.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's definitely paid off. I mean, I, I frequently check, uh, the front page and like, what's I sort by new for the most part. Cause you know, I want to see, see the stuff that's not getting, you know, those views and likes, I feel like a lot of the, the ones that are popular, definitely like these people have their own base already. Uh, so I try to like look at the stuff that like doesn't immediately pop up on trending. Yeah. Uh, there's always, there's always some like good gems in there.
1: Yeah, there are. Yeah. And I think I didn't do the stats, but I think um, just kind of off the top of my head, I would guess that we see probably about probably one to two posts, you know, new builds posted per day on average on the site. So if you look on any given day, there's probably something new there. Um, And then it's funny because um, all the builders out there, we must be on like some sort of schedule where we're synced up with one another because a lot of us will post like in batches. Like I'll get, you know, one week in the span of like two or three days, I'll get like, you know, 18, 20 different builds posted from a lot of the same people who have posted on the site, you know, in a recurring sort of way. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of chuckle because I think, oh, we must all be on the same schedule where, you know, over this last weekend, we all finished up a build and took photos or whatever. And now we're all posting them on the site.
0: Uh, I've totally done that where I've like, I went and was, I've reshot like photos of almost all of my builds. And then I have them, like in the process of writing up drafts, uh, for Gumpla Gallery and I've been like releasing them in like small batches. So yes, I think pretty much, uh, yeah, same deal. Um, I think a lot of people also I've seen try to post on Sundays. I'm not sure if like that's a big day or not. I know that that's like the, I believe the beginning of eligibility for build of the
1: week, but (laughs) yeah, that's true. I don't know if I'm, yeah. So maybe I am, uh, forcing people's like posting habits by having that build of the week. Um, that was not an idea that was in the original (laughs) version of gunplay gallery and part of the way. Like it wasn't that many months into after the release of it. I just had this idea. Hey, what if I, you know, had like a little, so there's a secret math mathematical formula um, that's based on views and likes mostly and a couple of other pieces of information. And it, I run it every Sunday for the builds posted, you know, from the previous Sunday up until that day. Um, And whichever one has the, the biggest number, wins build of the week. And so you get that little badge on your build and you get featured on the build of the week page. Um, I was actually looking, not counting today's, which has not been posted yet. Um, So far there have been 75 builds of the week. Um, So 75 weeks of, um, of giving out that little, very small honor. I don't, I don't know how much stock people put into it, but
0: I think, I think you'd be surprised. Um, I know that I've been in some other servers where people are like, "Hey, I just posted this. Uh, can you guys all like go check it out? And, like, give it a like." Uh, I know that there was a guy I followed. I really don't remember his name. I'm sorry. Where he was like had an active campaign to try getting build of the week, uh, and he I think he did, but he was like he was like encouraging people to like go check out his build on Gumpla Gallery.
1: Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a few people on Twitter, you know, tweet, because that's another thing I I do pretty regularly is I look on Twitter to see if anybody is posting Gunpla Gallery links and the Gunpla Gallery Twitter account will almost always like and retweet those links if you, if you post them. So um, there have been a few people that I've seen that have posted, you know, a link to their build and they're like, Hey, go vote so I can be build of the week. Yeah. I, I've also
0: seen people get upset when they realized who also like other people who had also posted the same week they did and they were like, oh, no, I'm not going to get it now.
1: <laughs> it's true. Some of it is timing, right? If you're up against yeah. somebody who's yeah very popular, you probably don't have a chance. The only other rule about Build of the Week um, that I enforced pretty early on was that I'm not allowed to win build, build of the week. Um, so very, very early on, I gave myself build of the week for one of my builds because it, it met the criteria, right? The formula had the highest number for that build for the week. Um, and then after that one, I was like, I'm not going to give it to myself anymore. So my builds are not eligible.
0: So, so are you saying if I like bribe you, I can maybe get build of the week, adjust the numbers on the, on the back end or something?
1: <laughs> no. Possibly. Well, okay. but didn't you I think your one of your builds, that first build you posted yeah. was build my, of the week? My,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, my my first one was Build of the Week. And, and I um, think
1: I think you were lucky. It was a good build. Uh, no, nothing against your build, but I no, think no, there, no. Were, there were maybe only one or two other builds posted that entire week. So good time. Yeah, uh,
0: no, yeah. I I mean I've I will say I have been obsessed about like my numbers at least once after that build that post. Uh Cause I think I was going head to head with someone who had like an active campaign going on to like get build of the week. And I was like, Oh my God, I might get it. And it's like, they had like less page views, but more likes. And I was like, ah, crap. Okay. Anyway, I mean, their, their build was definitely like worthy of it for sure. Mine was just like personal gain. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> well, that's funny. So it's interesting to me to hear that, people talk about build of the week and are actively trying to achieve it. So uh, that's, that's not something I was necessarily aware of. So that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Um, It's, I think it it, it holds more uh, prestige than you'd realize, you know? So I guess relating to build of the week, yeah, I'm not sure if you, if you had collected any like user stats or besides like the, you know, like the on average, like one to two uploads. A day. Sure,
1: yeah. I actually, I did. I went and looked in the system the other day. Um, right now, well, as of then, as of Friday, um, so a couple days ago, the, uh, the site has 658 registered users. Um, I don't know if that's a lot or a little. I mean, to me, that seems cool that there's that many people that, you know, and the other thing is to have an account there it doesn't make sense to sign up as a user if you're not going to post a build. And I think most of those 658 people have posted at least one thing. Yeah. Um, Because really the only other thing that you'd sign up for is to like or follow other people. Um, And that, you know, on a platform where you can't really comment or, you know, share posts or, you know, have discussions with people that doesn't really make that much sense. So if, if yeah, 658 people seems like a lot to me if they're all, you know, actively sharing their work on the site. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, about one third of those signed up in 2020 and two thirds of them have signed up in so far in 2021. So um, the growth this year, especially has been really good. That's awesome. Um, like, yeah.
0: I mean, having more than one user is always my goal to be
1: honest. <laughs> yeah, More than one is good. Um yeah, and I was I was the first, right? And actually, a friend of mine at work who helped me with some of the graphic design and work on the site—I'm pretty sure he was second. Um, so more than two on Gunplay Gallery was was already a success, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, builds were almost up to a thousand published builds. Um, wow. So you can have you know you can have draft builds like you mentioned earlier where they're only visible to you and um, they'll they'll hang around forever unless you delete them, um, and then you can publish them. Your, at your convenience when you're ready, right? So I'm all, I only count the published builds. Um, so we're close to 1,000 of those. Um, so somebody's going to push us over that number probably before the end of this year.
0: I got a goal then.
1: Um, yeah, there you go. If, if it's whoever it is, I'll, I'll see if I can determine when that happens and shout them out on social media platforms or somewhere. Um, so, and then I also counted up like, people with the most builds so there's somebody on the site and it's not me and i didn't look up to see who it is um who has 19 builds posted wow um i don't think it's you either i know it's not me for sure (laughs) so i know i have 18 um so i'm second as far as most builds and then there's someone with 17 um and then two four six eight nine other people with more than 10. Um, so altogether there's 16 people who have at least 10 builds or more posted on the platform. So those are the rock stars who are, you know, posting a lot. I would say I have 10
0: with two drafts open right now. So
1: there you go. So yeah, you're in that group. Um, Yeah. And you know, and then there's a lot of people, like I said, a lot of those 658 people have, you know, posted one thing, um, which is fine too, right? It's, it's cool to have there's this wide variety of, you know, you have the people who post these long form posts with lots of photos and other information in them. And then you have, you know, the people who just post a single photo or maybe a couple photos in a gallery. Um, And I think, you know, having that wide range of capability on the site is, is very cool. Right. Even though I personally prefer the long form ones um, just because I enjoy reading those more um, you know, it's, it's cool that people are using the site for, lots of different things. So some people are just keeping track of their collection by posting just a single photo of each build, um, you know, for everything that they build. And that's, that's cool too.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm really big fan of the longer form posts. Uh, obviously for similar reasons, I like reading about, you know, the, the adventure uh, going into the build. Uh, so that's actually one reason, like my build is where my, my, uh, my post is actually taking a while is because the photos have all been taken as of like, two to three days ago, but like, I'm in the process of like fleshing out the story around like what went into this, uh, grabbing some like work in progress shots from my, like I take photos constantly while I'm working on stuff. So like, I'll always have like something to reference back to, uh, especially for like a builder's like story about like what went into this, you know, piece.
1: Yeah. I do the same thing. I take a lot of in progress photos and then I almost never, include them in my build post. So maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should change and start doing that. Um, because I always have, you know, a lot of in progress photos that I could share. And then for whatever reason, it, I don't have time and I decide not to.
0: I, I definitely started sharing more of those with my last build builders of September, the, uh, the death Scythe custom I did, mm-hmm. uh, where like, I feel like there's like, a, there was like a lot of takeaways. Like that was one where I, was, I got, like, I wrote up a couple of tutorials and I felt like I was, you know, able to include, include that in the story about the build. And I, I'm not sure if there's a good way to encourage more people to do that, but like the more people that do, you know, awesome. If you don't, I still love photos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we also, we also had, um, I haven't seen any recently, but we had a couple of different users who were taking a different approach. They were actually, you know, because you can have a draft, of your build and it can live as long as you need it to, before you publish it. There were a couple of builders who were actually like writing their build post as they were building whatever the kit was. Um, so they would take a few photos and then write a paragraph or two, you know, about, you know, the, the torso section only or whatever. So it, it, it ended up being almost like a review of the kit while it was being built kind of an idea. And then they would publish it when they were done. Um, and that was pretty interesting too. Um, I, we had at least one, I think we had two different people who were doing that for a while and I haven't seen any of their posts recently, but that was, that was interesting as well.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's actually a pretty novel approach. I'll have to, I think I, I know which one you're talking about, but I'll have to see if I can find any more, uh, like that. So I guess one thing to, or I guess one question is given this is like a more Western presented given it's like it's English and as the, as the primary language for the site is the user statistics. Like, is it mostly American or North American or like,
1: yeah, I, I think it is. Um, so one thing that I added over this past summer was the, that idea of a builder card, right? So you have, you can find builders now that that was never a thing you could do before. So we, we decided, you know, we should spotlight the builders as well as the builds. Um, and so as part of your profile, now you can choose to tell us what country you're from. Uh, you don't have to. And a lot of people who were users that were in the system before I added that have not gone back. I don't think and put that in. Um, so you can go in your profile and you can do that. Um, but when you first signed up back then, it wouldn't have been available. Um, so I know a little bit about, you know, where people say they're from, um, based on that now as well so we have a you know as you would expect a lot of builders from the u.s um, some from canada uh, various places in in europe as well Um, and then surprisingly maybe not surprisingly but we have a a fairly large contingent of builders from the philippines um, which is it makes sense to me because they are generally english-speaking a little bit more than other asian countries are and so i think Maybe the you know the fact that it's more targeted toward English speakers has kind of attracted a bit of of uh, some traffic from from our friends over in the Philippines as well. So that um and then and then we, we pick up a few you know other builders from South Korea, from Japan, from uh, you know Taiwan, some places like that, but and Malaysia as well. I, think really I wasn't as, expecting you know,
0: uh, Philippines to be number three on like uh at least the in uh, Gallery.
1: Yeah, so I was going to say we already talked about commenting system, and I've had that discussion with quite a few different people at this point. Um, Other than that, I think the big things that I've had, as far as requests, over the time so far, have been: um, would we be willing to add additional, either non Bandai or non Gunpla kits into the kit catalog? So we didn't talk about the kit catalog as part of this discussion yet, but right, that that kind of is the sort of hidden backbone of the site um, because when you post a build, you, it's not required, but it's, you know, pretty highly recommended that you link it to the kit that you built um, just because that makes it easier for us to filter and sort. And um, you know, people can go on there and look up, uh, I want to see all the builds of like the master grade Barbatos or whatever. Um, and we can show them. So I've had a few people reach out and ask, um, you know, we had somebody ask if we could add the 30 minute missions kits, um, to our catalog so that people could post those builds and and link them up to the actual kits. Um, that one I decided to go ahead and do. Um, so you can do that now on the site. Um, there've been some other requests for, you know, either third party things or, um, you know, other Bandai things that aren't Gunpla or aren't 30 minute missions. And so far I've, most of the time said, no, we'd prefer to just, you know, leave the kit catalog kind of slim down to just the gunplay catalog catalog is very big already. Um, so I, I don't, I kind of want to stay away from, you know, expanding it too much beyond that. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe my opinion on that will change down the road. We'll see. Uh, but that's been the big thing is people asking for, for that sort of thing. Um, that
0: that makes, that makes sense. Like I actually know that, you know a lot of people have been moving into like third party like resin kits or uh holy third party like injection molded kits um just cuz like there's a lot of times there's like oh hey you know Bandai never made that thing but like someone else did yeah uh and i know that it like it definitely helps like uh bring attention to your build whenever you're able to like indicate like what it came from uh, at least for categorization purposes
1: Yeah, yeah. So the thing for me, though, is that that kit catalog, that was actually the thing that kind of allowed me to decide, finally, that I was going to build Gunplay Gallery. Um, Because I had, for a long time, I said, you know, I told you I had this idea, and it was bouncing around in my head, I would like to, you know, make the site where people can share their builds. But I felt like I needed to have some kind of a catalog of kits to tie it to. And I don't want to have to manually manage that catalog. Um, you know, I don't want to be going in and adding kits and updating their data and all that kind of stuff. And so back in actually my Christmas break from work in 2019, um, I decided during that break that I would try to see if I could scrape the Gunpla wiki, you know, because that's a community resource that's updated by the community and it's always pretty close to up to date. It gets new kits pretty quickly. Um, I, I thought, I wonder if I could you know, write some code that goes and scrapes that wiki and creates a database that could be our kit catalog. And, um, as soon as I was able to do that, which I did over that Christmas break, then I was like, okay, cool. Now I can build the website. Um, because I have a thing that, you know, it actually goes every day. I think, I think it's set to daily right at the moment. Um, and it goes and scrapes that, it scrapes that, uh, site and you know, it'll merge in any changes or new kits or whatever it finds into the art kit catalog, uh, database. And, um, so I was able to do the same thing or a similar thing with 30 minutes missions, which is why I added those kits. Um, some of the third party stuff would probably require me to have to manage that manually. And I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um, yeah, that's actually interesting that it's, um, driven from a community based resource already, uh, which is, I mean, great usage of it. Uh I've I know that I've I've worked on uh my own utility. I was scraping the uh the Bandai hobby site release schedule, which only goes back to like 2012, but like that right there is a lot of data to uh work through. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe uh you'll be able to make use of that in the future or Although that would yeah. intri- that would introduce some stuff like, uh, well, I guess, yeah, 30 more 30 minute missions and, uh, you know, some like Pokepla and other things that they list for general release.
1: Yeah. Some uh, of the figureized stuff. Those things aren't currently all in our yeah. catalog.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I reached out when I was first thinking about this idea of a kit catalog and where can I get this data? I actually reached out to a few of the big online retailers here in the U S to see if, you know, does Bandai have a electronic version of a catalog that you guys have access to that I might be able to get access to or something like that. And I don't think, I think only one of them re- replied to me. Um, the rest ignored me, which is fine. Um, but the one that replied said, Oh no, we just, you know, enter each product into our system manually as it gets announced. Oh, geez. Um, so they had no, they had no automated way of, keeping track of that catalog either um which i was a little surprised about but um yeah i figured i'd use the online resource that was available um and the the Gunpla wiki has done a pretty good job so far of um you know a new kit gets released somebody adds it to the wiki usually pretty quickly and then gunplay gallery picks it up the next day when it scans
0: that's awesome so i guess after you know the, the the catalog being like the backbone and like the common user requests, what are I guess some of your plans for Gunpla Gallery in the future? Like any any like uh moonshot type functionality you want to implement or like if you have anything that might be coming down the pipeline that you're willing to share?
1: So we yeah, I have a few different ideas. Um I've talked with some some friends and some others other people who have used the site a lot and you know gotten some feedback from some of them. Um, There's a few things they're all kind of early on. So not really that I can talk about. Um, we have thought about the idea of having some sort of contests on the site or allowing people to run their own contests. Right. So like if you were, um, if you wanted to run some sort of a builder's contest and normally, you know, you would have people send you an email with the photos of their build, or you know, maybe they send you an email to enter the contest by a certain date, showing their their uh, unopened runners or whatever it is. And then a month later or two months later, whenever the deadline is, they send you the photos and then you send those out to judges and they have to judge that there's a, there's a lot of administration work that you might have to do there to run that contest. So we were, we've been thinking about the idea of having the ability on Gunplay Gallery for you to like run a, for a person to run a contest, um, where, the entries would be collected there on the website, and then you could maybe invite some judges to go look at the entries and, you know, mark off which ones they, they were voting for, that sort of thing. Um, so some things like that around running contests would be interesting, um, although, you know, that's kind of a feature that I don't feel like would be used all the time. Um, so there, it hasn't gotten the priority uh, as far as building it out yet. Um, but there's that, there's a few other kind of advanced features that I've been thinking about, um, that, you know, maybe down the road, we have a, like a pro user tier, um, where you could choose as a user to pay a certain amount per month to have access to some additional features. Um, because at some point the website probably does need to at least make enough money to support its hosting costs. Yeah. Um, so that I'm not paying them out of pocket. Um, And the other option there is, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about and actually started the process of making some Gunplay Gallery merchandise that we can sell. Um, And even just, you know, selling a few t-shirts or stickers or whatever helps to defray the cost of hosting. So um, it's not a huge amount per month. So, uh, you know, those are, those are some things down the road. Definitely some merch is going to be showing up, uh, probably on the site itself. Uh, I'll probably build a little storefront on the site rather than having to sell those things through a third party service um and then maybe some additional uh features for pro level users and maybe some ability to run contests
0: yeah the contest functionality is something that like i've mauled around in the back of my head uh basically implement the like ipms uh rubric uh, as a web app uh because after helping manage like one builder's contest it was just like uh, not completely like herding cats, but the amount of times that you have to answer the same question of like how to upload things. And it's yeah. like,
1: how do I submit my entry? Where do I send it to? What's, yeah, yeah all, the, all that kind of stuff. But the, the, the problem with that is, um, or not the problem, but the, you know, the potential issue is everybody has maybe their own slightly different way of running a contest. Um, like the mechanism they want to use to allow people to enter and and whatever might be a little bit different. And so I could prescribe something um, and it might not be exactly what somebody else would have in mind. Um, Or I could make something that's like super configurable with lots of different options that people can choose. And then that just becomes a lot more work to put together. So um, yeah, I, I was leaning toward the, I'll just tell you the way that I would do it. And if you would like to do it that way, you can do that too. And, you know, not give you a ton of options. Um, but in the, in the area of running contests, it seems like that may not be the way to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess on the front of the, like, you know, the pro tier or something like, like, I'm kind of not surprised. Like that's definitely going to happen, you know, sooner than later, especially when you have a free service, like you gotta, you know, it's free stuff doesn't run for free uh, <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure that like, especially with like having a photo gallery, like even if it's just like larger upload sizes and like just enough of a cost to like offset service fees and stuff uh, for running the the box. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can definitely get more, you know, enough people to help keep this thing afloat.
1: Yeah, you know, the thing, the the feature that I would personally want, and I've, I've run this by a few different people, and they're just like, you're crazy. Um, but then if a couple of people have said, Hey, that sounds really cool is I would like to have a way that I could keep track of my virtual paint rack on the site so I could keep track of all the different paints and colors that I have and all the custom mixes that I've put together and you know, what they, what they were made from. Um, because I tend to, I tend to just like throw together custom paint mixes a lot for different projects. And then I forget what did I put together to make that, you know, that specific shade of green. Or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been dreaming about having like a virtual paint rack on the site where I could keep track of all of all of my paints and colors and mixes and things like that. Um, so maybe that'll come someday as well as one of those pro level features.
0: As, as someone who tracks all of their paint in a spreadsheet, I would welcome this oh, with open arms. <laughs>
1: See, so the, you and I are similar in that way that we, uh, we're we very uh, specific about tracking those kinds of things. I'm not sure that all people fall into that category, though. No,
0: no, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, it's been great talking with you about Gumpla Gallery and, you know, your background in modeling. I was actually very surprised to hear uh, how early you got started in it. It's awesome. You know, it's been great talking to you. Uh, where can people Find you online if you got like a specific social handle you want to share.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much Gunpla Mark everywhere that you might look. So Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can also always go to gunplagalerycom slash and you'll find me there with links to all of my different social uh, media places are on that page as well. And that's another thing you can do with your Gunpla Gallery pro, uh, profile is you can link over to your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever else you have. Um, so that works as a great place to, you know, one centralized place that, to showcase all your builds and then links off to all of your other social platforms.
0: Awesome. Well, like I said, thanks for chatting with us today.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah.
0: And we'll see you all in the next one.